Five, week 16, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much to, for tuning in. Today is Monday, April 29th. Broadcasting from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you from Brooklyn, New York, as usual. Uh, my hot take for the week has to do with uh, City Field concessions workers. Uh, I went to a Mets game this weekend, and I noticed a very disturbing trend, which I've noticed growing more and more over the past few years. But uh, the people who walk around, the uh, get your beer, guys, you know. Yeah. It used to be that you'd sit in your stands and guys and you know people would walk up and down the alleys with like hot dogs and beers, trying to sell them to you. They don't do that anymore. They just stand in the concourse with the beer on the ground, like hassling you as you walk past to the bathroom to buy beer. Like they just don't even bother carrying the stuff around anymore. And it kind of sucks because sometimes you don't want to leave your seat to get a beer, but they like no longer come into the stands. Yeah. So my hot take is fuck those guys. Uh, do your job and bring me my beer in my seat. Sounds like maybe they ate too many hot dogs and drank too many beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just, it's, they don't even try. They're like, skip the line, get your beer here. And it's like, fuck you, bring it to me in my seat. You know? <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Eli coming at you from Boston. My hot take this week is actually a call of the outcome of the NBA playoffs. You heard it here first. It's going to be the Boston Celtics against the Portland Trailblazers. Yes! Yes! Watching a weekend of first-round games. Well, I guess it was only the Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks and the... um, uh, Golden State Warriors against the Houston Rockets, it became abundantly clear that the, the Boston is the superior team in the East, and those two teams, which historically have been strong, looked like a bunch of amateurs with the exception of Kevin Durant. So uh, I think that leaves the door open for Portland, which is playing incredibly so far in the playoffs uh, to be the surprise winner in the West. Boston yeah. v. Portland, you heard it on Dump on the Ump first. Fucking love it. We'll see what happens tonight. Blazers play the Denver Nuggets. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel. My hot take, shout out to the good folks at Watson's Chicken Shack. Let me in the side door when they were ostensibly closed for the afternoon. And the best way to watch NBA basketball is with 
your friend on a Sunday afternoon when you're the only two people in the ball and you're just swigging back Kentucky bourbon slushies. So <laughs> thanks to those people. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Kentucky bourbon slushy? I guess it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky bourbon slushies. Whiskey and lemonade and other good stuff, and it's all blended up like a margarita. It goes down real fast. Uh, we had lots. We had is lots it good? Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Did you have well, any hot chicken? No, we didn't. Uh, that was the thing. I did not order food because that's why they were closed, right? They were closed from like 2 to 4 or whatever. Um, and then I could have ordered chicken when they opened again, but I didn't. But they've got really good chicken. Did I take you there? Yeah, I think we went there, didn't we? Yeah, we went there. Yeah. After that weird art house movie that we went to? Yep, that was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Fun times, weird thing to do in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, We'll definitely have to talk more NBA baseball. But ladies and gentlemen, um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) My bad. My bad. We will talk about NBA, comma, baseball. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) That's what I meant. Grammar. Thanks to everybody who listened to last week's uh, trio of episodes. Uh, Let the boys play the Panic Button Edition. I'm assuming we'll talk more panicky stuff today. Uh, 1969, we talked about the season 50 years ago when the Mets won the World Series. And who dies next in Game of Thrones in the C-Block? We'll talk about that again this week in the C-Block. Thanks to everybody who listened. New York City, Quincy, Mass, Bend, Portland, Providence, Seattle, Rochester, New York. Jesse might have listened to us, finally. Uh, highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. Roseland, <laughs> <laughs> Sheboygan, Lewiston, Edmond, Oklahoma. Thanks, everybody. Keep listening. Tell your friends. You can check us out on all your social media platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. Well, the Instagram game is doing pretty good right now. Um, but yeah. All right, let's get into it. The Celtics. I did not think they were going to whoop up on the Milwaukee Bucks the way they did. What was up with that, Eli? Well, it was a pleasure to watch. Let me start there. Um, the number four Celtics facing the number one Milwaukee Bucks dueled it out on Sunday. Uh, and the Celtics came out victorious after having more than a week off between the first and second rounds of the playoffs. Despite what was the score? Oh, uh, they won by, like, 20. Yeah, wow. Like, I'll look it up. It was like 110 to 90 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, and there were a couple points in the game when the Bucks came back. It was 112 to 90, um, so 22 points. Yep, and 22 points. Um, there were a couple times when the Bucks came back. Uh, I think that they tied it up or were down two at halftime. Um, and even maybe went ahead in that second quarter, or maybe it was in the beginning of the third, but it never really felt like they were in the game at all because the Celtics were dominant, um, on defense. They held Giannis to one field goal in the first half, which is, pretty unprecedented for the Greek freak who just typically 
dominates. And he ended up with 20-plus points, but that was largely because of, like, some garbage points in the fourth quarter where he hit three threes. Um, And, I mean, he just – he was absolutely shut out, and a large part of that had to do with Al Horford, who was a time veteran, um, who was not as big as Giannis, but God made him look like his little bitch. And it was just – I'm a big Giannis fan, so it's not like, you know, I want to see his demise, but of course I'm a bigger Celtics fan. So it's like really fun to watch them shut him down like that. Meanwhile, their backcourt looked like shit, and ours scored, I think between Brown and Kyrie, it was like 45 points. So um, pretty pretty spectacular first game. This was, of course, in Milwaukee because the Bucks are seeded number one. And um, if getting any games away, I feel like in the NBA playoffs is major. But if they could take two and then come back to Boston with that type of lead, I'd say, see you later. I don't fear the deer at all. Right, right. And Kyrie going off. I mean, he must have listened to a podcast when I was kind of casting at him because he finally had that superstar quality game. Yeah, especially in the first quarter. I don't know if you saw that, but he made about four, maybe four field goals in a row that were just the most incredible drop back fadeaways that resulted in swishes. And when he's on, it's just there's rarely a better NBA player to watch. I am um, talking more about the defense. I didn't watch the game, but I've been watched the highlights and was reading about it. The defense on Giannis, because how often did they have to double team him? So the strategy was basically to create a wall anytime that he tried to get underneath. And how Horford did a really good job of preventing him from spinning, which is a big move for him. <clears throat> um, I, you know, I think the adjustment that you probably see in game two from Giannis is that he'll do a lot more. Um, dishing out when they collapse on him because you know he's still a young player and this is only his second time to the playoffs first time to the second round Um, and I think that you know when when you have two people on you that means that there's one person on your team open right and he really tried to force things in that game one which I think when he goes back and looks at the tape, his coaches will be like, you need to give it up when they drop down on you like this. Um, <clears throat> and the Bucks are a big perimeter shooting team beyond Giannis's paint game. So, uh-huh. um, you know, I, 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 would, I would think that that's the adjustment the Bucks are going to make in the second game. So we'll see what the Celtics can do to try and hedge that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not really much of a basketball follower, per yeah, se. say that every week. <clears throat> uh, but it seems like the Celtics lineup has like quite a bit more postseason experience on it. Even though it's a pretty young team still, uh, these guys kind of have been through some fire in the playoffs already compared to the Bucks lineup. Is that, cor- is that a correct assessment? Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. They beat the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs last year. Um, and a lot of the young kids, you know, Tatum and um, Jason Tatum, who's, you know, 21 years old. I think he just turned old enough to drink, 
has already been to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the same is true for a couple of the other youngsters, including um, Brown and Rozier, who uh, that trio is really young, but they were called upon last year after Kyrie went down in the playoffs to perform and perform against LeBron James nonetheless and brought it to seven games. So absolutely, I would say that they have the experience and they seem to be clicking right now, which is, you know, awesome because they didn't click all the way throughout the regular season. And it's been so painful to watch as a Celtics fan that it happening now is just sort of like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet the other day that I thought was interesting. It's an arguable tweet, but it had an interesting point. They said, you could argue that the three best athletes in the NBA, the MLB and the NFL are all in the state of Wisconsin. And they listed Giannis, uh, Christian Yelich, and Aaron Rodgers. I was like, huh. Well, I, it's, it's not true. But, like, Yelich, you know, he's MVP caliber player. And so is Giannis. And Aaron Rodgers is really good. He's not the best. But, yeah, like, Milwaukee sports. Where are you at? Yeah, um, shout out to Milwaukee. Thanks for losing to us continuously. <laughs> yeah, losers. Um, oh, in the West. So, definitely agree with you, Eli. Portland-Boston uh, NBA Finals. That would be awesome. Ow! I actually believe that the Blazers have never played the Celtics in the Finals. Blazers have only gone to three NBA Finals ever. They beat Philadelphia in 77. They lost to the bad boy Detroit Pistons in 1990. And they lost to Michael Jordan and the Bulls in 1992. That one made me cry. I was in second grade. This time, though, I was not crying. This is kind of old news. But the Trailblazers eliminated the Oklahoma City Thunder, their first-round opponent, in five games. Game five in Portland, Damian Lillard hit the game-winning three, the the series-clinching three against the Thunder. I'm sure you all saw this play. Game was tied with about 15 seconds left. Lillard has the ball. They don't call timeout. And Lillard just stands there, 37 feet away from the basket. Everyone's thinking, what the hell are you doing? And then he just drains a three. It was amazing. He is definitely my favorite player in the NBA. And the best part about this was my sister, Marin, was at this basketball game. And she was texting with me about it. And she posted a picture, and then this is the text. She goes, for reals, stressful. And then I go, getting outscored 25 to 6 is pretty bad. Yep, you got to make your free throws. (laughs) And then there was a pause, and then she goes, oh, my fucking God. Wow. Oh, my God. Yo, how did that happen? (laughs) Like, I'm getting these real-time reactions as the Blazers make a pretty big comeback and, and win the game and the series. So... Go Portland. I'm excited. They're up against the Nugs. 
in the next round, game one starts tonight. I think Blazers can win. They're not, they're the lower seed. This is the two, three, number two, Denver versus number three, Portland. So go Trailblazers. Yeah. One last note on the NBA I would like to mention uh, as it relates to the uh, Golden State Warriors Houston Rockets series. They played yesterday, and quite frankly, the, the, the game was not great. It was sloppy. It seemed like everyone was playing kind of <clears throat> not at their finest, with the exception of Kevin Durant. I mean, it's yeah. impossible to talk about the NBA right now without taking your hat off to the guy because he's yeah he's essentially shooting like a, above sixty percent from the field. That's yeah. better than a lot of people shoot from the free throw line. And it's not like he's making a bunch of layups. He's, like, shooting off of one foot, falling away almost all the time. And it's it's been really fun to watch. He's, like, the one shining thing out of those two teams, I would say, at the moment. Yeah, when he's hitting that fadeaway jumpo, he's so tall, and it's it's going in. There's nothing you can do. He becomes unguardable when that jump shot goes down. I actually imagine that... Must have been what it was like to guard Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where basically there's nothing you can do. He's just going to shoot over you and hit that shot. Yeah, I would argue that when Kevin Durant is on, he's better than arguably everyone else in the NBA when they're on. And yeah. that includes LeBron James. Yeah. It's just that LeBron James is so much more consistent than Kevin Durant. And that comes with experience. What's that? That's partially experience also. Well, how much is LeBron James much older than Kevin Durant? Well, LeBron James is 34. I would guess that Kevin Durant's 30, but I may be incorrect about that. Hmm. The thing about Kevin Durant is he gets too much into his head. That's what I saw in the first series against the Clippers. He kept letting Patrick Beverly, who's a foot shorter than him, probably 50 pounds, 100 pounds lighter than he is, and not that good at basketball. He just kept letting you watch it, and you could tell Beverly was getting Durant off of his game. He should just do the LeBron James thing and like whine like a little baby to the referees the whole game. Oh, he does. <laughs> Instead of you know losing his cool, he just cry he, to the refs. He, That's he why does. he's got Green on his team. Yep. He does it. Raymond. Draymond Green does it for him. I don't understand how that guy doesn't get teed up every play. You said that last week. I know. I'll say. I keep saying it. Okay. Yeah. Keeps me up at night. Durant will turn thirty-one this September. Right, and LeBron is will turn thirty-five in December. Yeah. So I guess Durant can't say experience. Can't point that experience anymore. Look, the thing with Draymond Green is you'd want him on your team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I would agree with that, but he's not on my team. But he's not on your team, so you can complain about him. Right. I would complain about James Harden. I think I'm rooting for Houston just because I want to see the Warriors lose, but James Harden annoys me so much. I don't like that player. He flops all the time. Yeah. That's, the, that's like the future of the NBA, though. 
that's the now of the NBA. Yeah. Well, it's just it's going to be as bad as soccer before long. Right. <clears throat> because, you know, that's what the rules are giving them and so that's what people are going to take, you know. Yep. James Harden may maybe seem like a huge flopper, but he's really just ahead of his time. Yep. He also doesn't pass. I was watching some of those plays and it was hilarious. James Harden would just dribble, 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 never pass. And then when he does pass, his teammates look shocked. Like they kept bobbling the ball because they just figured he was never going to pass it to them. Yeah. Like, what, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a cartoon. (laughs) You see the thought, the cartoon, like exclamation mark over their head. Yeah. Anyway, basketball is fun. It, but, you know, like you say, it's, it's debatable. Still got like six more months of the playoffs to go. Right. I wouldn't say that basketball is fun. I would just say that basketball is. Right. And leave it at that. It's a thing. It exists. <laughs> so what, well, do you, what do you not like about basketball, Sam? I don't know. I just never got into it. Never right. really liked playing it as a kid. Never watched it on TV. Can't really follow it on the radio. Uh, yeah, basketball. Like, I I do. I actually very much do enjoy watching basketball live. But on TV, I, I, it becomes. I think that it's like it's a monotonous thing on the television because it's just like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and nothing matters until there's one minute left in the game. I think that that's really... And then everybody makes the playoffs, so nothing really matters during the regular season. Then the playoffs last for like six months, so nothing really matters in the playoffs either. It's like the whole game doesn't... It's like doesn't matter. Yeah, it was really funny. I I had that same thought when I heard a uh, clip from... Al Horford, I think he was <clears throat> interviewed. It might have been in the first round. It might have been in between these this first round and second round. But there was just a you know a soundbite from him saying something along the lines of, "quote This is what we wait for all year long." End quote. Right. <laughs> which, is not, yeah. which is like not to say this is what we're looking for all year long. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, like. <laughs> Our season has been building up to this moment all year long. He's just saying, we're, we've been waiting for right. this season long. Right. Because you can be like, uh, you can be worse than half of the teams in the entire NBA and still make it to the playoffs. Yeah, there's always a team in the playoffs, usually from the East, that finishes 36 and 46 or something and goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it is more than 50% of the teams go, so it's like very improbable that there will be that there won't be at least one team that's under 500 that makes it into the playoffs. Like you lose more games than you win and you still make it to the playoffs. Oh, not this year. I just checked <clears throat> the huh. worst team to make the playoffs was the Detroit Pistons at 41 and 41. Oh, nice. Ow. 500. <laughs> well, maybe the NBA is going like the way of the NFL, I mean the MLB, and just kind of 
the better teams get better and the worst teams get worse, you know? Yeah. Because for there to not be a team under 500 in the playoffs, there, that means there has to be, like, a number of teams that are, like, really far under 500. Yeah. Mostly in the East. Mostly in the East. You, the worst team this year, by record, was the New York Knicks, 17-65. and 65. Way to go, New York. Um, so anyway, let's move on to baseball. Cause I went to a yeah. baseball game this weekend and I'd like to talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Talk about baseball. Well, um, <clears throat> I have another thing to gripe about in addition to my hot take. This episode then, is, this is a lot of old man Sam complaining. About yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is like socialist old man Sam complaining okay. about the capitalist system. Cool. If you're ready for that. I'm ready. I'm excited. So. I went to the baseball game, um, and my girlfriend surprised me with tickets, and we were sitting out in the bleachers, like, high up, right? The Mets and, Brewers? Yeah, the Mets Brewers, right. So it was, like, a really exciting – it was actually a really exciting game. Lots of home runs. There was kind of some back and forth in the scoring, although even then the Mets never actually took the lead. But <clears throat> there was a lot of scoring, and uh, so we were sitting – in the bleachers and i was noticing a all of the good food is down on the lower level concourse like all of the um the people come out and shoot t-shirts out of the t-shirt cannons and like throw them into the stand right and like the t-shirts only go to into the first like row they don't go to the upper decks at all Right. And so it's just like the rich getting richer. You know, they are the these people are getting that spend that have all this money to spend on these like expensive tickets are the ones who get all the free shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where's my T-shirt? Right. But that's what they pay for. Right. They pay for being closer and getting access to that. Those folks. I don't I mean, it seems like. They shouldn't get the extra perks. They should just get the better seat, you know. Uh, but it's not that they get free T-shirts and they get like free baseballs and all of this stuff. That'd be interesting promo. It'd probably go disastrously wrong if if a baseball stadium had a night where every seat was the same price no matter what. Right. Just like a flat flat tax rate of twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, I think that. It was, there was one, one game, I think it was in the A's stadium and it went like 16 innings or something. Uh And at a certain point, they just had everybody from like the upper decks come down into the lower decks. Oh yeah. I guess so they could start cleaning or whatever. And it didn't go well because all these like wasted, like bleacher creatures were right behind home plate, like (laughs) screaming at the players. Oh, dang. Because I would think that would be, from a fan watching on TV, one thing I don't like is looking at the same fans every time sitting behind home plate. And they're all billionaires who are there because Michael Bloomberg, you know, they want to buy real estate or something like that. And you can tell the vast majority of them are not there to enjoy baseball. Right. And then there's always Marlins man. 
who I guess is a really nice guy in real life, but God, it pisses me off when he's on TV. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Marlins man is? No, is he's, he like the Miami Marlins only fan? Yeah, he's the Miami Marlins super fan, and he's a lawyer. We've talked about this. He's a lawyer, and he is very rich, and he's like a part-time lawyer in the Miami area, and the rest of the time he travels around in his bright orange Miami Marlins jacket going to whatever sporting events. So he was at March Madness. He was at the Super Bowl. He's been at a bunch of NBA playoff games. He just he picks the most high-interest sporting event every week and goes to it, hmm. wearing his Miami Marlins shit. <clears throat> and he'll do stuff like buy 50 random strangers tickets to the game. He, it, it sounds like cool stuff. It just irritates me when I see him on the television. Hmm. He always sits immediately behind home plate. He'll be at, like, Indians Braves or something, and there's fucking Mar- Marlins man in his orange jacket behind home plate. Right, not even Marlins man goes to Marlins games because they suck so bad. Yeah, he's actually gotten into fights with the organization on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, because they suck so bad. So anyway, another thing about this baseball game, which is not a complaint, was it's really kind of a pleasure to watch, uh, what's his name, Christian Yelich play baseball. Because he's kind of like at the pinnacle of his game, and he's kind of at the top of the sport right now. And it's yeah. always fun to kind of when you can catch one of those players playing the game because there's only like one or two of them at any given time in playing every year, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, he went two for three. He had a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored, stolen base, and he would have stolen two more bases except for they ended up being like a hit and run situation. Uh-huh. So. <clears throat> But anyway, it's just, you know, he comes up to the plate, and it's like you can tell that everybody on the field is like, like, oh, fuck. fuck. So, So. (laughs) um, anyway, and he was was intentionally walked as well. Yeah. Did he score when he was intentionally walked? I think so. Yeah. Is he hurt? Did he get on the DL, IL, whatever? I don't think he's on the DL, but he came out of yesterday's game with back spasms, and I don't think he's playing today. Okay. Can we talk about how fucking stupid it is that they changed it to the aisle? Like, yeah, we talked about that. It doesn't make any sense. Have you guys any explanation as to why that is? No. PC culture, run them Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> Social uh, justice warriors. We're like, call it triggered, triggered like, by the word disabled. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they get, someone sued them. <laughs> Well, you a whole had lot of triggering. Uh, we we uh, was Yelich the guy who got beer spilled on him at the Mets game? No, that was Ryan Braun. Oh, that was Ryan Braun. Okay, are they both Jewish? I don't know. I think so. Huh. Okay. Well, that, I thought it was funny when Ryan Braun got beer spilled on him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, we didn't talk about the Red Sox because they keep losing baseball games. Yeah, that was, like, intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was an, that was an intentional omission. Yeah. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Bruins. And then we're just going to talk about Milwaukee sports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are coming to Chicago 
uh, next weekend, though. I might try to go see that game. The Brewers? The Red Sox. Oh, the Sox. So, I haven't decided yet, but that could be fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast, but it's NBA season time, so it's more of a basketball and then talk about anything but the Boston Red Sox podcast. Oh, fuck. Thanks for What? Oh, we didn't talk about the NFL draft. Thank God. Why would you want to talk about the NFL draft? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> because the Giants made the most boneheaded pick that oh, they possibly yeah, that could have. Quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that in the C block. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things in the world. <laughs> that was so that was such bullshit. Giants can't they deserve. Yep. All New York based sports teams suck. I'm sorry, you guys. New York, greatest city in the world. All New York sports teams suck. Oh, that's like the greatest lie in the world. About New York being the greatest. About New York being the greatest city in the world. Like the, the fucking one public transportation said. doesn't even fucking work. Smells <laughs> like garbage all the time. Yeah, it fucking smells like garbage all the time. <laughs> like lots of crime. Rats. Big ass yeah. rats. Steal your pizza. What are they called? Pizza rat. That's a thing, right? Yeah, pizza, pizza rat. That's yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got to go. We're over time. This has been Dump on the Ump. Check us out on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Facebook, Dump on the Ump. Instagram, too. Uh, tweet at us. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and a review. And listen to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Umpenhemp. Umpenhemp. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. For Sam and Eli, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.